Studios. This, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey now, or do we do uh, a... Hang on, hang on. Ooh, maybe we both do both. Happy motherfucking Thursday! That feels like a Friday! Hey now! It's a weird one. Welcome to After Nine, everybody. Before we get too far into this episode, want to let you know, uh, this is our last episode for a little while, and here's why. We're heading into a four-day weekend in radio. We're taking four days off next week, so we'll be back the week after Easter. I'll be in Vegas. Bye. Are you pumped? Of course I'm pumped. What's the plan? Are you going to any nice restaurants? Have you booked yes. any shows? Have you... Uh, yes. Tell me about the excursions. Like, sure. give me the whole rundown. Yeah. Okay, so this trip, um, we wanted to do, like, an anniversary trip at one point. We got married at the Paris in Las Vegas, for those who who don't know. I think I've talked about it on the pod- podcast before. Um, so this year, it's not a significant anniversary, really. It's our, it's 18 years together and nine years married or something. So we're, it's kind of an anniversary trip that we wanted to take, but then COVID got in the way. So, I don't know, weird that it kind of is an anniversary trip, but it's not. Either way, we're going to see a Knights game. So, those were the tickets I booked right away. Staying at the Cosmo with the Terrace and the whole nine yards. Just doing it up because we haven't been able to go anywhere. This is our first, like, trip away, just the two of us in a long time. So, yeah, we're living it up. We don't know what shows yet, aside from going to the Knights game. I don't know what else we'll do. But, yes, we plan to go to some restaurants. We did Gordon Ramsay. Like, we did the his restaurant in the Paris twice so we might but we might go back that beef wellington's fantastic mm-hmm. he also has the burger place which i've never been to actually so maybe that um i don't know i mean we'll just see where it takes us are you open to suggestions if people want to slide into your dms uh sure if you'd like to i've done a lot of things in vegas but <laughs> if, if there's something you think that i gotta try uh feel free to because i know it's one of those places right once you go you're just like i'm an expert let me tell you uh-huh but uh yeah we've we've been this will be our sixth time going to vegas so we've been a lot but i and i will go to old downtown at one point too that is a plan i just don't know what day i'm kind of i like the fact that i can wing it everything in my life is so organized, Scott. Like, to a T, every day, everything's planned out constantly. So I'm kind of excited to land there. And aside from the game that we're going to, I'm just going to see where it takes me, and I'm excited about it. Um, But yeah, ahead of that, we're going to still celebrate Easter, which would be lovely. I'm going to go see the Mario Brothers movie this weekend, which I'm stoked about. I might even see it twice. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy what are you up to anyway? Ah, okay. So I am going to do a lot of local things uh, this coming weekend. Stuff around the house. We're going to get it all ready for summer. Then going down to visit my son this week. Fun. So while you're enjoying the desert, I'll also be kind of in the Midwest, just not nearly as warm or beautiful as <laughs> Vegas. Indianapolis is no Las Vegas, right. but it, it is an underrated city. So I'm looking forward to that. We've got lots to get to on this episode of After 9, and we're going to juggle back and forth between some fun, silly stories and some that are a little more serious. The first one I want to point out is actually quite helpful. It was announced yesterday that the province is going to crack down on renovictions. Renovictions. Do you know what that is? Of course I do. Yes, because I know people who have been stung by this before. I got renovicted. You got you got renovicted. So this was a loophole, essentially. This yep. is a loophole to get someone out of the house. If I let's say I own a house and I decide I'm gonna be a jerk and I don't I can't legally just ask you to pay double what you're paying right now. So what I'll say is the loophole to get someone out is that you're doing renovations to the home. Which you're allowed to do which, as a landlord. Which as a landlord you're allowed to do in order to do those safely and under all those all those obligations that you have you'll have to evict that person so that you can safely renovate the home without having someone in it. So they get out, 
and then you renovate. And here's where I have the issue, because I have no issue with it if it's legit. If you're like, no, we have to do a new bathroom. We have to do this and that. But we have a we have someone in the home say you have to just get them out of there just because, again, safety, like who's going to sue who if something wrong goes down. So get them out of the house. That makes sense. And then renovate the home. But the loophole here was doing that and then putting up like a coat of paint or changing like one fixture, a light fixture, and then say, oh, we oh, renovated. We renovated when really that shouldn't count. And you and then it goes back on the market for lease or for rent like a month later. For like twice the price. It's not right. That's right. So basically landlords, they aren't allowed to say, like you said, you you can't go to a tenant and say, hey, you're going to have to pay me more or I'm going to get you out of here. So what they'll do is the the renovation and there's no intermediary step there. It's not like the landlord can come back and say, yeah, so I put up a coat of paint and changed a light fixture. It's going to be an extra thousand dollars a month. They can't do that and they won't do that because it just draws a red flag. So then they rent it out to somebody else. They hope that by then you've moved on. But in this tight rental market where there's not a lot of availability, prices are through the roof. There's bidding wars for an overpriced rental unit. Some of these landlords are making out like bandits. So what the province is going to do is they're going to require the landlord to give the tenant a 60-day grace period to move back into the unit at the same rent as before once the renovations are complete. I don't know that that's going to solve all of these problems, and I'll tell you why. Because there's another loophole when it comes to renting. If you need that residential space for a close family member or something like that, then they can kick you out to move their family member in. The thing is, they'll move their family member in. Maybe they don't even move them in. Maybe they just hang a shirt in the closet and say, well, they've moved in. And then a month later, they can put it back on the market at a higher rent. If they would close that loophole too, that would be just stellar. But this is a good step forward. I feel like this is going to help people. Mm -hmm. They're also hiring a ton more people for the landlord and tenant board tribunal system so that if you have to go to the landlord tenant tribunal, you go there and you say, hey, this prick here says he wants to rent evict me. He's going to probably just going to put up a coat of paint and raise the, the rent. You'll be able to get a decision on that very, very quickly. I hope so, because a lot of those things, the pr- biggest problem is it gets dragged out for a year way too long. And where are you supposed to live for yeah, a year? Yeah, yeah, it's not right. I, I totally agree with you. I'm glad that they're fixing that. But this goes both ways, too, because that landlord tenant tribunal also deals with landlords. And if you're being a prick or you're screwing up the house or whatever, sometimes it can be really hard to evict someone. Not anymore. They'll be able to go and have you gone if you're screwing around. So good all round, I think, but there's going to have to be some areas where you're going to need to be careful and, well, just don't be an asshole and everything should be fine, I would think. Sure, I think so too, yeah. Okay. A couple other things on the go. It's, uh, It's New Beer's Eve. Tomorrow is National Beer Day. I love the way that the the holiday falls this weekend. Today is National Burrito Day, and I love burritos. I'm on a few mailing lists. Bar Burrito is all over this. They sent me an email first thing this morning to let me know, hey, we're doing cheap burritos today, $4.99 for National Burrito Day. I love that you're on a burrito mailing list. I know. Did you say say plural lists? Yeah, because I get them from Fat Bastard, (laughs) and I get them from a few other places. Well, I just want to know when there's a sale. So That's great. Do they email as much as Old Navy does? Uh, No. Nobody emails as much as Old Navy does. Nobody. Them and Bed Bath & Beyond. You know, I'm sad to see any business go out of business, but fuck, if it makes those emails stop, oh I'm pretty God. happy with it. I love that there's no in-between, too. You go to, like, change the settings for your email, and they're either like, 
email me every day or email me every other day. Like, those are not the options I'm looking for. No. And even if you click one, if it says once a month, it never happens once a month. Well, listen, I'm going to call out Barbarito here, and and they don't advertise on this pod, but I am a fan of their food. They could. They could. Barbarito, you could. Uh, they probably won't after I shit on them here. So here's oh, here's, right. here's what they did. It used to be they had this Mad Mex Monday thing, and it was $4.99 for a regular size burrito, and that was great. At some point, I'm going to assume because of, I don't know, inflation or whatever, mm-hmm. they decided instead of getting a burrito, a regular size burrito for $4.99, it's a small size bean burrito. And if you want to upsize it to a regular size burrito, you got to pay. If you want any protein on that, like chicken or beef or sausage, you got to pay even more. It's really not that great a deal unless all you actually want is a small bean burrito. So I don't know that I'm going to go there today. That's a little shady to me. Bring back the $4.99 regular size burritos and you'll have me back. So I don't know where I'm going to go. Inflation, baby. It's inflation, baby. Yeah. So it is uh, National Burrito Day today. Tomorrow is National Beer Day, and it happens to fall on Good Friday. Tomorrow, a lot of people are going to be doing that that big war, the the Good Friday fish and chips. Oh, yeah. My girlfriend came home, uh, it was about three weeks ago, and said, hey, what time do we want to eat on Good Friday? And I said, I don't fucking know. Why would I know now when I want to eat on Good Friday? It's three weeks away. That was basically the order cutoff for a particular place in Burlington where apparently we have to get fish and chips from. Three weeks in advance, they opened up the order portal. And now they've shut it down. The only way to get fish and chips from this place and a lot of others is as a walk-in. But they can't guarantee that they're going to have any or that they can accommodate any off or any orders. So no. it's going to be an all-out fucking war tomorrow, cat. It's it's always it's always been a gong show though. Hasn't it always been a gong show? I remember being like I first got my license though, so I think it was exciting. And my I was visiting with my nana. We did like a good it was on Good Friday. We all got together as a family and we all ordered fish and chips. All of us. The the big troop of us. And I, because I like to drive, was like, I'll, I'll go pick it up. Mm-hmm. And this is in Brampton. And I was like, I'll go pick it up. And uh, even though we had pre-ordered, it was a fucking gong show. Absolutely. It was like, I don't know if it was a golden fish and chips or heritage fish and chips or something. I don't even remember. Heritage is a weird one because they're a fish and chip shop primarily, but they have a lot of weird Scottish traditional shit on their menu. Okay, then that probably makes sense. That's where I'd be because my Nana was Scottish. So maybe it was heritage now that I think about it. Great guys that own that, by the way. Great family that owns it. Okay, so this was a shout out to the heritage in in, in Brampton. There was nothing wrong with the actual food. The problem was the people (laughs) and the crowds were insane. And I remember being like so overwhelmed, like we ordered ahead. Callahan, Callahan, please just give me the order. And it was like a gong show. People at elbow and people like, I got here first. And uh. where's so, the malt vinegar, you pricks? Yeah, like you not enough napkins in this bag. I don't know why everybody's talking like, like I need this. Fifty packets of tartar sauce. <laughs> Come on, bring me more. But it was it was insane. And I remember getting back with all these greasy bags of fish and chips. I was like, I am never doing that again. And how many weeks did it take to get that smell out of your car? Oh yeah, I the forgot greasy, about fishy the fishy smell. smell. Yeah, I forgot about the smell. But you know what? It's if it's got the vinegar and stuff on it, it's not a terrible smell, but it's it's definitely noticeable. hundred percent. That's a noticeable scent. Why don't we have more food options that come wrapped in newspaper. Why, why is that exactly? Because mm. I always, when I open that up on Good Friday, think to myself, 
very sustainable packaging. It's mm. a newspaper. I can recycle it. I can throw it in the compost. This is great. Okay, what do you what do you think we should start wrapping in newspaper that you could eat? Well, nobody's fucking reading them, so we might as well <laughs> just wrap food in them. We've got like five in front of the station that have been sitting there all week. <laughs> we could probably grab well, those. That's what made me think of it. There's newspaper everywhere, and I don't know who's reading them, but they're certainly no. good for packaging. I keep them for my fires in the summertime. Do you? I do. Oh, yeah. Wow. I use it just for a little bit. Just you can't have too much of that though, because then the fire gets ashy. But like, <laughs> that's the only reason why I keep them. <laughs> uh, National Beer Day tomorrow too. If you want to have fish and chips and some beers, great. What are you drinking right now? If you were to go to the beer store or the LCBO? Okay, so my beer. I have to pick a beer? Pick a beer. Okay, pick a beer, pick a beer. This is a tough one, though, honestly, because I'm a mood person, because I'm not a big beer drinker, okay? I don't love beer. How long does it take you to drink a beer? It takes a long time. A tall can, if I sat that in front of you, how long? Like, hours, or is it like... At least an hour. Really? Yeah, I'm a sipper. I don't don't understand people who chug beer. It's like, it's too much. The carbonation, it's too much. Hmm. I I enjoy it on, like, a patio on a hot summer day, but I'll literally have that glass the entire time and there's probably some left at the bottom i have this weird thing about it getting warm so i drink it really really fast right right i've uh, i got a couple of different things on the go number one i i will always have a guinness on good friday because i feel that it pairs very very well with the fish and chips so a guinness great you're not a big fan no, I'm not a big fan of Guinness. I tried it on the podcast a little while back and eh. for me I'm I'm a light beer person. I like my usual is Molson Ultra, sometimes Michelob Ultra. Those are good like low carb beers. And again, I like I don't drink beer to like, eh, let's party and get drunk. That's not why I drink beer. I'll just have it for a little taste and I don't have more than one. That said, if I'm out at a restaurant and they have it on tap, I will probably treat myself to a Sapporo. Oh. Good call. I like a Sapporo. Brewed I, in Guelph, Ontario. I like it. Yeah, I, that's good. Oh, it, even I'll throw out a red stripe. Sometimes I'll do that just to take me back to the when I was in Jamaica. Look at you. I did some red stripes in Jamaica. Look at yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I'm very worldly with beer. Sophisticated palate over there. <laughs> so I don't know what happened to me, but uh, I go back and forth. There's a couple of different beers that I love that I would probably pick up for National Beer Day tomorrow. And of course, the beer store and LCBO are closed tomorrow, so you'd need to get this today. If I can find it, a good old-fashioned Scottish Tenants is a great, great, great beer. Okay. Yellow it, do can. Do they sell that uh, uh, often, like around here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can get it at Longo's, Walmart, and get it everywhere. It oh, okay. just depends if it's on sale. So a Tenants is a great beer. If you want something just a little bit harder, go ahead and grab yourself a Harp. Harp is the lager that's made by the Guinness mm-hmm. Company. Heard of that, yep. After that, I've regressed back to my teen years. There was a a time, I think in everybody's life, when the only alcohol you get is whatever you can manage to steal from your parents or from your friend's parents. And and of course, I did that when I was younger too, but I was limited to whatever my dad was drinking at the time. When I was younger, I drank so many of his Labatt Blue and Carlsberg that I made myself sick of it. And I thought, when I'm old enough to just go to the beer store and buy whatever I want, I'm not doing any more of that shit. Lo and behold, I'm back on the Carlsberg and the Labatt Blue. Is it cheaper? Is that why? Like, or or do you just actually just not mind the taste and you just thought it was a taste thing the whole time? No, I thought it was a taste thing. Yeah, Turns out I actually don't mind the taste. But our taste buds evolve, especially with alcohol. Uh, you could think you're not a gin person. And then one day you try some gin and think, where's this been all my life? Yeah. It happens. So I, I've started buying Carlsberg. And if somebody asks me what they want or what I want them to bring to my place when they're coming over, 
I'll tell them blue for two reasons. Number one, I don't mind it. Number two, it's pretty much the cheapest beer you wow. can get. I got a six pack of tall cans for $13. Yeah. That's fucking great. It's funny you say that because that reminds me of my parents. Those beers remind me of my parents. If you threw in like a wildcat, they would yeah. get that now and again. I think that's a cheap beer too, isn't it? Did you ever catch mom with a kokanee or something oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Old Milwaukee was another one. Like I remember <laughs> my uncle Doug. My uncle Doug. He's great. He used to he used to love the old Milwaukee and we would fetch beers, right? Like I think everyone went to was in that stage probably of being beer fetchers, whether it's for their parents or uncles or aunts or grandparents, I don't know. So us kids would find it kind of cool to go to the beer fridge and fetch the beers. And they had a bar in their basement, my uncle Doug and my aunt Ann. And as the night progressed, <laughs> you could tell he was really enjoying himself. Who's gonna get me an old Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> So I'll never forget that because I, I guess that was the commercial. I don't remember, but we would all like scramble to grab him his next old Milwaukee and then my parents would be drinking Wildcat. <laughs> Fuck, the 90s were a great time. Oh, weren't they though? <laughs> um, all right. Since we were talking about the elevated prices, let's talk a little bit about groceries. I'm going to take you back just a little bit. Do you recall a few weeks ago? the heads of the grocery companies went in front of the parliamentary committee. Right. And and we thought, ah, they didn't really say anything. Jagmeet Singh, I guess he's a lawyer, but he's terrible at questioning people because the questioning that he asked didn't really get us any answers about why mm -hmm. the prices at the grocery stores are so expensive. Which, by the way, he boasted about yesterday after you made that comment. I saw like his tweet like, this is why I ask questions. I'm like, nobody really liked your line of questioning. No, your line of questioning was <laughs> stupid. You, you didn't actually get any answers, Jagmeet. But anyway, now through various regulatory filings, we're finding out just how much they're making. Hmm. And they, they said they were very, very clear. There's a lot of factors influencing the price at the grocery store. And they blamed everything from the war in Ukraine to gas prices to everything. But they wouldn't throw their boy Justin, Justin Trudeau under the bus. Right. They wouldn't do it and say... It's the carbon tax. It costs more to grow. It costs more for fertilizer. It costs more to ship it to us. It costs us more. We have to raise our price. He wouldn't throw Trudeau under the bus, but they did say there was a lot of mitigating factors. Taking excess profit? No, that's definitely not going on. Okay, well, maybe the companies who are making record profits right now, maybe they're truly making all their money off of cosmetics, as they'd expect us to believe. Turns out those CEOs themselves are taking some pretty excessive profits. Empire CEO. That's what, Sobeys Empire? I think it's oh, Sobeys. Oh, that's a good question. I always get those, those confused, but all right. That CEO made $8.7 million last year. Mm -hmm. $8.7 He's not the only one. Metro's CEO, Eric LaFleche. $5.4 million. And now Galen Weston. Galen, by the way, just hired a consulting firm to analyze their business structure. And, and those analysts, which work for him, concluded that he wasn't paid enough. So he's going to be getting a raise. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Galen Weston's salary. Last year. $8.4 million. Wow. But, but wait, there's more. That's not the whole picture. Including his role as head of the George Weston Holding Company, total compensation last year, $11.7 million. Wow. 
Do you ever look at these roles of CEOs? And I know it takes a lot of work to get there, right? It takes a lot of work to get to be a CEO. You have to have all the proper licenses in place, have your master's and all the other things, right? Like there's a bunch of things education-wise. Okay, so fine. Get that out of the way. Great. Good for you. You did it. And then you have to have experience, right? Experience is a factor in that particular company or maybe outside of that company, whatever it is, all those things. Absolutely. You work hard. You got there. You are the CEO. Do you ever still think though, how is it possible that anyone's job is worth that much money? Do you want to know how much he makes a day? Yeah. Galen Weston's daily salary is much more than the annual salary of most of his minimum wage employees. Galen Weston makes $32,054.79 a day. A day. Where does $32,000 a day. Where does Galen Weston live? Toronto. He lives in Toronto? Uh, just does north live- of Toronto. Do you, do people know where he lives? I like no no. I I've heard stories. I, I don't know if it's common okay. knowledge. Okay, all right, all right, all right. No, I'm just curious. So like what that would look like in in a house. Um. Okay. So here's how this breaks down. Sorry to cut you off, but I just want to make this point on Galen Weston. He goes up there in front of the politicians and says, "We're not taking excess profit. No, there's all kinds of reasons that the prices are high, but it's not because we're taking excess profits." Is the reason that he can say the company's not taking excess profits because he's pulling all the profits into the salaries area? Could he then say, yeah, you know what? Technically, our company would have made a lot more money. But if I pay myself more money and I am considered an expense like any other salary, then it makes the company's books look worse than they actually are. Because that's kind of the way it seems, Galen, you piece of I don't know. That's before tax, right? It's before tax. Yeah. Tax on that's got to be a fucking bitch. Can you imagine? He'll be paying about 35% tax. Yeah. Minimum. Plus minimum. corporate taxes, plus everything else. Hey, taxes are shit. Taxes are shit. Everybody should look at their pay stub every pay period. I think every single it's Canadian. Depressing. Yeah. But I mean, how often do we not, right? It's probably available as a digital download. Yeah. Maybe you still get a printout or something. Maybe it even gets emailed to you. But how many people actually stop and take a look at every single deduction that comes off their check? Because I think if they did, things would change. Mm-hmm. At some point, people have to say, wait a second. What am I paying for here? What am I actually what? getting? That's a great question. Because it's not just the taxes that come off your paycheck. You could say, well, at least I get my my garbage picked up and they plow my streets. No, no, no. The taxes that come off your check don't go to the municipality. Your property taxes pay for that. Even at that, my property taxes are like five something thousand dollars a year. And I'm They're so dumb, eh? What are we actually paying for other than funding pet projects for some total losers in life yeah, that have yeah. nothing else going on so they ran for city council? There's there's honestly some of, of them. Some of, of them. That's the thing. That's true though. Some of them because there are some counselors who do such an incredible job and they actually will work. And that's why when when it comes time for us to vote every single time when you're voting for a counselor, I mean, in your area, ask them questions. Go out of your way to do it because there are some people who just talk, 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 and then they just collect the paycheck and they don't do anything. But there are some great counselors out there that listen, that do strive to get that park, I don't know, redone and do strive to make sure that the whatever it is for you, the community center adds this to it or anything that matters to you. But it's horseshit how many of them don't. But we're paying for it. We're, we're paying all paying for it. for it. That money that comes off your check every couple of weeks, where's that going? I mean, honest to God, when you think about 
you're paying a couple grand a month in taxes. Plus, you might get assessed again. This It's tax season right now. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus, the, Don't remind me. the HST, the excise tax on our gas. God help you if you smoke cigarettes. The excise tax on alcohol. All of these things add up that we should be swimming in money. And we are so far in debt. We're broke. We have a $21 billion deficit. How does that make it? It's true. When you really think about how much money is put in, like, what is it? What is it going to? I mean, I know that 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 information is accessible now and again, but it still doesn't seem to, to add up. It doesn't add up, and and the money that gets wasted is just shocking. Anyway, again, that headline, uh, next time you go into Loblaws, which I'm, I'm kind of surprised people are still shopping there. I thought people have been gouged for a year now. I thought more people by now would have said, you know what, fuck Galen Weston, fuck Loblaw. I'm not going mm-hmm. there anymore. I'll, I'll intentionally go to Farm Boy, even Walmart, Costco, Independent Grocers, the Farmer's Market. I thought they would find a way. But you never see an empty parking lot at a Loblaw no, or a Superstore. It's still busy. And I will say, like, I've been, but I divvy up now. So I don't all shop at at a, at a Loblaw's, at a Zayers, for example. I don't all shop there, but there are certain products that I think they've done a good job with their PC brand. I do, because they've kind of made it a staple for some people. Like, oh, you got to do the PC, you know, lasagna or the meatballs or whatever. And then once you try it in another store, it's like ugh, you're kind of used to what you're used to. So I think there's a little bit of that convenience for some people. Um, of it just being available where other places aren't as much. But I've heard a lot of people do that, though. They're moving. They're moving around more, which I think is good. But you don't see it in those numbers, do you? No. Well, one thing I will say is I've never had a PC product where the Longo's brand, branded product wasn't better. What is Longo's brand? I don't have Longo's around me. Ah, okay. So Longo's has their own line of Longo's branded oh, stuff. Oh, gotcha. So okay. if, if you want, and maybe you go get a PC no-name lasagna. Okay, fine. The Longos one is way better, and it's closer to authentic. You want to go oh, by no, no names name. garbage though. Like no names garbage. Like PC, there's a di- there's a quality difference between PC and no name. You like, think you so? Could, eh? Absolutely. Interesting. In some products, not all, but yes. We're getting two new vehicle options coming very soon, Cat. Man, we are running out of time. Uh, so we're gonna blow through a couple of stories here. Dodge and Kia both unveiled new electric vehicles yesterday at the New York International Auto Show. The new Kia, it's EV9. A battery-powered SUV that seats seven people in three rows. Great. I have a seven-passenger SUV. Mm -hmm. That's the one that I don't drive anymore because it it costs like $300 to fill the tank. Because you don't carry six people with you to work? Yeah, and that too. (laughs) It's convenient having an SUV that holds seven people. Right, right. It's really great. So that's good, and it's electric. Okay. The other one they unveiled is the one a lot of people were pumped up for. The Dodge Ram 1500 REV, which goes 804 kilometers on a single charge. That's decent. Wow. It's probably lower when it's towing, but 804 kilometers. I mean, shit, that makes me kind of want to buy an electric pickup truck. Yeah, that's not bad. I wonder how, how it differs, though. All these, here's what I learned. I learned a lot about cars in buying my recent car, and I looked at electric, and I looked at not electric. The issue with these is that right now, just for right now, is that it's really hard to get. It's hard to get an electric. There's a waiting list once again, because for a while there wasn't, then there was, and now we're back to like six to eight months. Even the hybrids are hard to get. You can get a used. Why would you want to get a used, though? I looked into that, and it didn't make sense for me, because the batteries for Teslas, for example, are 30 frigging grand a pop and they really only guarantee it's going to last six years after that you're paying thirty thousand dollars so think about that fucking price the car is high enough but then 30 grand down the down the line 
the warranty only lasts a certain amount. That's why, right? So after that, you're on your own. So the so if it's out or something's wrong with it, for sure. But so there's that. And I know people are going to message like, well, not technically. You can add it. You can add a warranty. Yes, of course. Yes. There's lots of ways around it. They're also working on, on doing refurbishing batteries. There are companies who are working on trying to refurbish those batteries, but they're not going to be as good as the genuine brand new batteries. So all of those things need to be de- developed. We are still in those stages of it's not perfect yet. And we're waiting for those things. And the other thing to think about too is they say all these things at the auto shows and that they'll boast about their kilometers and stuff. We also have to realize where we're living and that's in Canada and we have months of winter. It takes more, just like it takes more gas to run your car in the winter time. It takes more battery life too, too. So it sounds good. 800 kilometers now, like all that's great. 800 kilometers to a tank. It's, it's wonderful, better than, you know, now, but you have to consider all of those factors and you need the all wheel drive still and you need the, the proper tires and you could argue you don't, but geez, I'm just, it's Canada. Well, we're getting bullied into it. Like, basically, we've all been put on notice. You got six years and you're buying oh, a hybrid and, and, or, and w- or an electric. And it and will th- be fine eventually. What I'm saying is there's issues right now. Yeah. There are problems right now with it in that people who do desire to do it are coming to the, there's a conundrum. You know, especially if you do want to just get rid of a car or your car broke, you can't just get an electric vehicle like that. So you're stuck getting another one or getting a used one. And there's options. Again, there's options. It's not like you can't get one at all. But it's not what you necessarily want. Eventually, we'll get there. Eventually, there needs to be more charging stations. That's another issue because I took a look at the Tesla map and I'm thinking, that's not that doesn't look very convenient to me at all. No, not around where I live anyway. Okay, there was two scenarios of people asking, "Am I an asshole?" that we had today on our Scott and Cat morning radio show. So I'm going to run these situations by you now, and we do not have a lot of time. We're like very close to clock here. However, just give me your take quickly. Man is asking if he's an asshole because he wants to draw a line in the ha- in the sand and tell his his wife no fucking way. She has a brother who passed away. She wants to honor her brother by naming her firstborn son after him. The problem here is is that their last name is Manson. The deceased brother's first name Charles. Mm. Dad's angry here because mom's insistent we're calling our kid Charles Manson. This is an easy one for me. No, you shouldn't name your baby Charles Manson. Um, I would probably come to a compromise. I don't know why she would want to put her foot down like that. The baby will be a child and the child will eventually be an adult. And being named Charles Manson and walking around in this world is probably not going to be an easy thing for them. We don't forget history. So I would probably come up with a compromise. For me, that means maybe a middle name or a variation of the name Charles. Okay, next one. Woman is asking, am I an asshole? She and her guy were doing a movie night and they ordered a pizza. It had pineapple on it. They were both good with it. They sat there, and between the two of them, they ate half the pizza. The drama starts here because she was still a little hungry, but she didn't want another slice of pizza. She ate the toppings off of the rest of the pizza. (laughs) And and he saw it. Just, like, slid them off. (laughs) And he saw it, and he said, what in the actual fuck? I was planning on taking that for lunch tomorrow. You've ruined my lunch tomorrow. And at first she thought he was kidding. So she laughed it off. Ha 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 ha. 
he was getting more and more hot because he was quite serious. What fuck would you eat all the toppings on the pizza? Now it's useless, and I wanted to take that in my lunch. <laughs> so after a couple of hours of misunderstanding each other's level of anger or, or contentment, she said, okay, listen, not a big deal. I will get you another pizza so you can have pizza for lunch. He said, no, no, that's mm, not, the, that's not like that. the point. <laughs> no, you ate all the toppings off and that was fucking rude. She wants to know, am I an asshole for eating all of the toppings off of the rest of the pizza and ruining his lunch? Or is he being just a little unreasonable, still being angry about this hours later? Yeah, I think both. Like, I think that why would you do that without like a courteous, especially if you're sharing, they're sharing a pizza. So courteous to at least ask and be like, hey, do you mind if I just scrape the cheese off the top of this pizza and eat it? That's a weird thing to ask. But okay, so you could have been courteous and asked for sure. Number two, it seems like he was really outraged over something that's kind of silly. If he did want it for his lunch, maybe he should have gone out of his way to say, hey, do you mind if I take the rest of this for lunch? You know, the conversation needed to maybe happen there a little bit. What I would say going forward that might be the best is, A, he needs to get over it. B, she needs to ask in advance if she's going to do that if they share something. But the, the answer here is probably going forward, they should just get their own pizzas. Like if they, let's say they ordered a large together or a medium together, maybe order two smalls and whatever weird shit you want to do with your pizza is on you. I'll do whatever weird shit I want to do with my pizza over here. Leave me be. I'll leave you be. If there's extras, you get to bring it for lunch. If there's extras, I get to eat the pizza, cheese off the top of the pizza, you know, whatever the case is. And on that, we will say, have yourself a fantastic Easter weekend, everybody. Again, we're on vacation next week. The next new After 9 is coming your way Monday, April the 17th. Happy, happy Easter. Happy Easter, indeed. Bye. In a new documentary, Pope Francis said that sex is a beautiful thing. That's because he's only seen it in Renaissance oil paintings. <laughs> 92-year-old Fox News chairman Rupert Murdoch has reportedly called off his engagement. Yeah, don't rush into anything. You, you've got your whole month ahead of you. Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers movie finally hit theaters. And of course, with this movie, if you're a younger sibling, you have to watch your big brother watch it first. I, I... Lawmakers in Texas are considering two new bills that would allow firearm safety to be taught in high school. And if there's money left over, math. 